Welcome to Factum Agri, dedicated to New Zealand's primary industry. Each week, I talk with farmers and producers, industry, the science community, and policy makers to hear their stories and expert opinions on matters relevant to both our rural and our urban communities. This week, I have Rachel Halder back on the show to discuss all things Thriving Southland and a couple of workshops that are coming up. Thriving Southland is doing great things for the Southland community. They are working together for a better future for all in the region. They are protecting Southland's prosperity, heritage, environment and health through community collaboration. And of course, the farming community is a significant part of this. Let's check in with Rachel now. Hello Rachel, thank you for your time today and welcome back to the show. Thank you Angus, now it's good to be here, always a pleasure. For those that may have missed previous episodes, please can you tell me about yourself and the work that you do? So uh, my name is Rachel and I am the Senior Catchment Coordinator for Thriving Southland. So I also look after the Aparima Catchment Groups. And alongside my colleagues, we help enable and support all of the catchment groups here in Southland. So it's been a rewarding sort of uh, year as Thriving Southland has um, yeah, hit their sort of one year anniversary recently. And uh, we've seen the catchment groups in Southland sort of take off. Fantastic. So Thriving Southland is farmer-led and it's beginning started with catchment groups. There is wider community benefit beyond the farming community, isn't there? Uh, and of yeah. course, we, we have touched on this uh, previously, but it's not just about farmers, is it? No, it's it's effectively about our communities here in Southland and what brings everybody together. So it's trying to, you know, so be all encompassing, cross-sectional, you know, age isn't an issue, what you do isn't an issue, whether you're, you know, a local uh, a local shop owner or, a, you know, a sheep farmer or a dairy farmer or you're, you know, just keen on getting involved and you're at, from out of town, that's awesome. You know, the yeah. catchment group's about bringing together people who are passionate about the area they live in or the area that they sort of associate to and, you know, finding that sort of common area that kind of brings people together. Mm. I understand you have two free workshops coming up in Southland. Can you tell me what they're all about? So, Catchment Groups are run by volunteers as such. They have us as the coordinators to support them. Um, But apart from that, everybody who is sort of involved in a Catchment Group is doing it, you know, because they want to and doing it in their own time and off their own back. So what Thriving wants to do is try and give back to all of those people that are out there doing fantastic work, doing great things, and basically upskill them and give them, you know, more tools in the toolbox sort of run these meetings, these events that I'm endeavouring to do. So what we've done is uh, we kind of went out to a lot of these groups and said, where do you think you, you could do with some extra training or a little bit more information? And, you know, running sort of strategy and leadership stuff was a common theme through all of our um, feedback. So we've uh, enlisted the New Zealand Rural Leadership Trust. So they're the organisation that do Kellogg's and Nuffield. A pretty uh, esteemed bunch, and we've asked them to put together these two workshops for us. So the workshops are one is based around leadership, and the other is based around strategy. And yeah, they're a day and a half each. You can sort of do one or the other. 
Yeah, right. So in terms of leadership, is that about people in the community or in the catchment groups taking leadership and ownership of, of their involvement in the community or in the catchment group? So it's based on the belief that, you know, leadership is a team game uh, and it's designed to draw on board-leading military sort of intent-based team-building frameworks and empowering sort of teams to work together. So it's about effectively understanding around, you know, some of the fundamentals of leadership and what that looks like and how it comes in every different shape and form that you can think of. And, you know, how do individuals sort of bring their leadership skills to the, to the group as such and equally so understand what their leadership style is and, you know, how it might apply to their everyday life over and above catchment groups, you know, how, that, how can they use it in their sort of personal lives as well. Mm. Um, and just going on from it, what can people expect uh, from these workshops in reality in terms of outcomes and learnings? So they are two separate workshops and, Mm. you know, you can either do one or the other or you can do both. So when it comes to the strategy, what you can sort of expect from this is we're going to use the Three Horizons framework, which basically I'm not that familiar with myself yet, but I look forward to learning. (laughs) So (laughs) the strategy is all about challenging your current thinking, you know, combining a vision for what... Southland, what farming might look like going forward, you know, having a and designing a strategic concept that can design, you know, sort of your future pathways or basically having a plan um, and having a sort of a strategy about how that's going to play out and then agree on some bold steps that are going to take you into the future, that are, you know, going to uplift where you are currently into a, sort of that next level and then build a bit of a game plan to design um, design the future of your catchment group as such and or your farm team your individual life whichever you want to the leadership one that's all about understanding your personality a little bit so we're actually going to get everybody to do a deeper signal personality assessment so it's actually an individual sort of little course on its own which is a pretty special tool to have and you can have that for life understanding that well your personality can change a little, but yeah, mm-hmm. so you gain this understanding of yourself and others and help, you know, how do you help build a high performance team? So empowering and enabling action, so gain access to leading facilitators, um, Bob Hout and Chris Parsons. Uh, learn how the military build empowered teams that operate and innovate in challenging environments, which is quite fitting at the moment. Uh, and then team to design your own approach to activating others within your catchment groups, within your farm teams, within your businesses, um, and then co-design a leadership culture and ambition that creates, you know, a future that is exciting and thriving for Southland. Mm. So pretty jam-packed, really. Yeah. And um, tell me, how has engagement been over the past six months or so? And Who's getting on board? Are you seeing quite a diverse uh, range of people getting on board with the program? And also, in particular, these two workshops, how's the uptake been on those so far? Cool. So, yeah, no, Thriving Southland has seen, you know, quite a lot of new people come come on board in the last six months. You know, as I said earlier, we are a relatively new organisation. So as we sort of trickle 
trickle down through Southland, you know, people are slowly familiarising themselves with us. Mm. And, you know, hearing the word thriving Southland isn't just a new concept for, for more people now. Yeah. Still got a long way to go, don't get me wrong, but we're getting there. But mm, great. <laughs> catchment groups are seeing new people come in, which is fabulous. You know, we've seen, especially on the eastern sort of side of Southland, a lot of new catchment groups start up. And this is just, you know, getting a little bit more localised, having groups that are you know, kind of actually where people associate to or where they resonate to. So helping them kind of feel like what they do and the time and the energy that they give is is directly impacting their life and their farms and, and you know, their properties and stuff. Uh, the leadership courses are going well. Uh, we only have 50 spots in each one. So uh, they've okay. been sort of probably about 50% filled so far. Yep, that's great. So, yeah, it is great. It, a few people are a little kind of like, oh, it sounds really serious and it mm. sounds quite big, but it's designed to be all-encompassing. You know, it's it's for getting more knowledge. You know, you don't have to like, – there's no homework as such and there's no, <laughs> no yeah. prerequisites. It's about yeah. saying, hey, look, here's some, here's some experts in, you know, this leadership and strategy space. Like, come and have a listen to – to what they've got, and hopefully you take away something that maybe you didn't know beforehand. Yeah, so it's not scary. No, well, I, I haven't done it yet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they assure me it's a great time and a very exciting sort of, um, you know, it's one of those cool pick-me-up courses that yeah. you leave and you're like, right, I'm going to go and take on the world sort of. Uh, yeah, great. Um, well, that sounds really good. Now, um, how was the winter for farms in Southland? And what is the general feeling of farmers out there currently, do you think? Um, yeah, well, obviously I can't speak for them all. Um, <laughs> but mm. winter, winter, God, it seems like a distant memory now, actually. We we got there. Uh, as always, Southland does throw you quite a few challenges. Uh, the spring was probably more of a standout this year. Uh, it was extremely wet and it didn't seem to let up. So, you know, a lot of farmers, uh, especially dairy farmers at the, sort of the start, you know, got pretty short on feeders. We basically got battered with wind and hail and rain for quite a few months. And then as the lambs got born, it seemed to continue and the grass didn't seem to want to grow. Mm. So it had its challenges. But as they say, Southland will get you down, but it won't let you down. So uh, the sun did <laughs> shine eventually. And we've, well, there's been a lot of tractors putting in some big hours and some, you know, a lot of guys putting in some big hours these last few weeks. And the groundwork is getting done, and you know people's got their crops in. We've been we've seen bales, and the grass is going great guns now. And you know have sprinkle of rain again, so yep. it's all on the up, which is awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's really good to hear. Tell me, Rachel, how can people find out more or get involved in these workshops with Thriving Southland? Cool. No, yes, and we would love to hear from anybody and everybody who's interested in doing one of these workshops. This is about, you know, building Southland stamina and you know, giving our community members the skills they need to do what they want to achieve and, you know, get those goals that they want absolutely kicked. So the best place to find out more information about the leadership and strategy workshops is on Thriving Southland's website. So www.thriving.com thrivingsouthland.co.nz and you'll see it under the events tab there. Fantastic. And um, beyond the workshops, is there anything on the horizon that might be of interest or exciting? 
yes, it's always exciting things happening in the catchment group world. So yeah. as, as we sort of come into the summer months, catchment groups hit their strides and we see a lot of events happening. Yep. So I won't list them all, but effectively, again, in that events tab, you can see all of the catchment group events that are coming up. So we have a matchism coming down, actually, this week. So mm-hmm. it might be a little, bit, uh, a little bit late for a few people if they're listening now. Um, but mm. he's coming down to Waikaka on Wednesday and Mosman on Thursday. So that's going to be a cool night out. Um, just yep. you know, having a chat with Matt and listening to his story. So mm. again, um, if you want to find out information, it's all on the website. or yep. our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We've got a few sort of stream walks happening, which is exciting. Um, and we've also got the regional council coming up talk about sort of the future um, of water quality and the next steps as well at Midoriti next week. So okay. A bit more of a serious topic, but yes. nevertheless important. Indeed. So there's plenty happening. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> plenty happening. So you can squeeze anything in before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, um, it's been great catching up again today, Rachel. Thanks for your time. Awesome. No, same to you, Angus. Thank you. As Rachel said, she encourages all to get involved. It is a safe and approachable environment. And what you put in is what you get out. There is no right or wrong and no homework. Just people wanting better outcomes for their community. Now for those of you who listen to my EPS each week, you'll know that I back our farmers 100% and I fundamentally understand the industry and its importance to this country, both economically and socially. Over the last few months, I've talked about unworkable policy coming from an out-of-touch government directed at New Zealand's primary industry. Whether it be SNAs, freshwater policies, ute tax, climate change policies, indigenous biodiversity, and of course three waters, I know there will be people out and about this weekend protesting on such things, which is great. As the right to public protest is guaranteed under the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act, this gives every New Zealander the right to freedom of expression and freedom of peaceful assembly. Of course, a public protest is a means for people to complain in a public way about something they think is wrong and build support to correct it. Protests can take the form of an individual writing a letter to a newspaper or a march of thousands along city streets. Some protests target specific people or communities, but most often than not, and indeed in this case, it is directed at the government around the policies I just mentioned. It is an important part of democracy and can have significant results, and there are many examples of this. Farmers, what is really important is staying on message and maintain the correct course. Racially motivated placards and chants or any discrimination or pushing conspiracy theories will not help the farmer's cause. Make sure the right message is getting across and act like this country's most important sector. Because after all, it is just that. Farming is New Zealand's greatest asset. That's all from me this week. Thank you for listening and catch you next time.